The Holy Paradise App by Ricardo Turiols Bonilla, Episode 1, The Lie and the Truth, and The Big Lie and the Big Truth, Part 1. This opening episode is dedicated to Laura, a dear friend of us all. Pray, may she get well soon, pronto. Caveat. The following podcast on why bad things happen to good people contains cabalistic, theological, philosophical, and scientific content which some persons may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Executive Summary This episode is about why the world is broken and what to do about it. Let's start with the question, why is the world broken to begin with? Herein is where the lie comes in. Let's ask, what is the lie? The lie is that the world is broken because it's a broken world, plain and simple. And what is the truth? The truth is that the world is broken because we break it, equally plain and simple. That is, that we keep breaking it and fixing things because we really don't know how we know that we know what we know. Well, the lie cannot exist on its own. Rather, it stands on the shoulders of the big lie. On the one hand, the big lie supports the lie by misinterpretation and translation of the Holy Scriptures claiming that it says nothing about the relationship between the whole and the parts to make our world one. On the other hand, the big truth supports the truth that the Holy Scriptures does tell us that the whole is constituted of our triad parts so as to integrate civilization. The key to unraveling this conundrum lies in engaging with the words of Scripture and recovering the takeaway of the Bible which holds the holy paradise principle of knowledge. That's all there is to it to translate in good faith the wisdom contained in the holy book in order to broaden our values instead of dumbing them down to mundane interests. Recommendation The lie is true only if we keep lying and supporting it down the line. That is, the lie depends on the big lie, much like the tip of the iceberg showing with the rest underneath giving it buoyancy. The lie that the world is broken because it's a broken world by default is true, but if and only if we ourselves lie when falsely translating the Bible to fit our tendacious interpretation of things. Behold, in the best possible of, possible of terms, herein I'm reporting a crime against humanity on the part of the rabbinic, secular, and ecclesiastical authorities. The religious and secular authorities are getting away with murder. They have been acting with premeditation, deceit, and advantage on the beliefs, values, and interests of the unsuspecting flock of followers. Herein is presented a game plan to get rid of the lie culture and recover our creativity, as was the original intent of the Holy Scriptures. My recommendation is that you follow along with your King James Bible or JPS Torah and check if it's not already sanitized for safe consumption and loaded with a scam software nanochip. Additionally, please forward this message to your local secular and religious authority of any and all the religious denominations and academic disciplines to take up this invitation to dialogue on this delicate matter of saving creation by integrating civilization. Thesis Statement My thesis statement is that the 613 commandments in the Bible reduced to Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, and ultimately to the One Commandment, the Holy Takeaway of the Bible. 
Just do the math creatively to convince yourself. 613 gives 6 plus 1 plus 3 equals 10 gives 1 plus 0 equals 1. The one commandment is not a specific commandment, nor a collective duo, not even a generic one, but rather contains the universal principle of knowledge to creatively save creation by integrating civilization. That is to say that alongside the Holy Book of the Bible, the Holy Land of Israel, and the Holy Language of Hebrew, the one universal commandment as the takeaway of the Bible is the Holy Paradise App. Procedure A hermeneutical study of primeval Kabbalah is done on verses from the book of Devarim, Deuteronomy, of the Masoretic tradition, to make the case that the rabbinic, secular, and ecclesiastical authorities in charge of the translation of the Hebrew Bible have fitted their interpretation to support the lie. This scandalous hypocrisy is carried out in three ways. Firstly, downplaying the occurrence of the word mitzvah, commandment, in the singular specific by translating it rhetorically in the plural as mitzvot, commandments, without further ado. Secondly, by translating it in the singular but as collective noun. And thirdly, translating the singular commandment as generic, as by causality, and placing it alongside the many other occurrences of commandments, decrees, ordinance, and testimonies to ensure it passes unnoticed in the shuffle. All this guarantees that it is not given proper unique character and identity as the one universal commandment. Mention is made therein in the biblical text at the outset in Devarim Deuteronomy 4, 2 and 5, 29, that nothing should be added or subtracted from the wording, nor strain to the right or to the left, respectively. Furthermore, it says that if such care is carried out in translation and interpretation, then the benefits to humanity are forthcoming. Likewise, the opposite is to be expected if manipulations are carried out on the original wording of the sacred text. That is, if we say the truth, ours is a whole world, and if we lie, ours is a broken world, but of our own doing. Furthermore, mention of this is made in more than a dozen places in the book of Devarim, Deuteronomy, selectively, starting with 440, 530, 625, and I pleaded it Anan, and in 8.1.11 and 11.8.22 in Bikaz and further on as well. Introduction Like a spare change thinker of primeval Kabbalah, I still recall when Nehi being told the lie that is in the nature of things to be broken. Later on, growing up in the culture of lies, I adapted to survive in the world of double standards. The thing is that the lie feeds on the big lie, which sucks on the bigger lie, which is conceived in turn by the biggest lie. But who's putting out the lie in the big lie? Well, who's in charge of the translation of the Bible? Religious and secular authorities of all denominations and disciplines are the authors of these concatenated lies of the fate of civilization and ultimately of creation, insofar as we as creatives are made in the image and likeness of the Creator. Herein, in part one, for fear of alienating my cherished audience and failing again to be of any service to humanity, I will limit, limit my ranting to the lie and the big lie leaving for part two the bigger lie and the bigger truth and for part three the biggest lie and the biggest truth. But perhaps sandwiched in between 
to whet your appetite for political matters, I'll provide the Paradise American Constitution as practical application to replace our expired 1789 U.S. Constitution. Model and Application Since we started smack in the middle and not at the beginning, in order to highlight its importance in detriment to systemic exposition, we will have to simply skip the model and leave for homework the explanation to the listener. The assignment is to read my 10 books at Amazon and help yourself to the free videos on YouTube. However, the breakthrough book is Paradise Ism 2018, followed by Paradise, the Age of Unveilment of Genesis 1-1-A Aleph 2019, The Principle of World Caring 2020, and Saving Creation 2021. For ease of understanding, there are 70 or so videos on YouTube. In either case, soon to follow are Part 2 and Part 3 of this Lie and Truth episode series. The lie and the big lie form the lower echelon of the Paradise app, an acronym consisting of S, secret, D, discover, R, reflect, and P, plain, as the lie, the plain P, and the big lie, the reflect R. As just said, all this can be found in my books at Amazon and videos on YouTube. We'll have opportunity later on to flesh out this primeval Kabbalah finding, but for the moment, bear with me, as simply given nomenclature of the model. The lie is supposedly the fact of our broken world, and it's supported by the big lie in the biased translation and misinterpretation of passages from the good book, the Torah, which stands for teaching in Hebrew. I will limit my contributions to the archaic period of biblical times a safe 3,000 years distance from modern days, leaving connecting the points, the dots to the nar- of the narrative to the attentive listener to pursue it. For the sake of expediency, expediency, I'm not going to take the argument from the top, but from the middle, and jump straight into the chaos of present-day times on the verge of global civil war, starting with the U.S. and dripping on downwards. Let's then dive into the alleged support of the big lie in the misinterpretation of the book of Devarim Deuteronomy for the lie that the world is broken because it's a broken world, as well as the truth that the world is broken because we break it and what to do about it. Bible Translation as Interpretation Let's start by mentioning the ground rules for any meaningful discussion as found in the Holy Scriptures. Please pardon my daring not being a rabbi nor a scholar, but a physicist, a friend of knowing, and one angry at the abomination of the leadership behind the demise of our faith, of our earth. I will paraphrase following from authoritative interlinear translation of the Jewish text. For the sake of fluency, I will paraphrase in quoting from the book of Devarim, Deuteronomy 4.2. It says, Do not add to the word which I command you, nor shall you subtract from it, to observe dialogue with the commandments of Yotchevavhe, your God, which, that I command you. This is pretty straightforward and familiar from any Bible. However, I'm interpreting the direct object marker et as dialogue with and leaving the tetragrammaton Yotchevavhe, the four letter name of God, as written without vowels to avoid temptation of pronunciation. All else is the same. The above verse is not rocket science, simply and unambiguously stating that the Bible as written is the standard of perfection and should not be tampered with by imperfect human hands. Rather, 
effort should be made to fathom its debts instead of pretending correcting it for fear of only making things worse, as is today's chaos, courtesy of our religious and secular authorities. Restatement. Let me recap the argument to have it fresh on our minds after the previous prolegomena. The lie is that the world is broken because it's a broken world. In Spanish, el mundo está roto porque es roto. Period. Now, the big lie pretends to justify this pseudo-fact based on verses from the Bible. All this hinges around the interpretation in translation of the word mitzvah, commandment, at times translated as mitzvot, commandments, in the plural, and at times in the singular as mitzvah, commandment, as just mentioned. What is behind this apparently inane point is but of liberating and revolutionary importance, as we'll shortly have occasion to witness firsthand. The scheme is carried out threefold. I'll put it out at the opening and delve later on on it extensively. At times, the singular word mitzvah, commandment, is translated as such in the singular but interpreted as collective noun of two classes. At other times, the singular word is translated in the singular but dismissed as not having major importance. And finally, at other times, the singular word is translated in the plural as generic classification and glossed over as if nothing out of the ordinary. But, and this is the catch, at no time is a singular identified sui generis as the universal commandment. Herein lies the scam. This is the deal. If, on the one hand, the singular is translated in the singular, to what unique mitzvah commandment could it possibly be referring to? This is the query. If, on the other hand, the singular is translated in the plural, it can take one of two forms. Firstly, as collective noun of two sets. But what purpose would such a redundancy serve? None whatsoever. And secondly, if the singular is translated in the plural as a generic one, one of the Ten Commandments, or as one of the 613 Commandments of the Sages, how is such grammatical usage justified? It isn't. You simply have to call a thing by its name or else is the reign of the tower of nonsense. In an ordinary text, the solution is usually to fit the text to the fact or theory to experiment, and that's it. But with a Deuteronomy 4.2 restriction of growing and deepening in understanding instead of, it, instead of dumbing it down to our size, this is not an option. As Kabbalists, allow me to share a little creative math. The 613 commandments, if added outright, gives 6 plus 1 plus 3 gives equals 10, and iteratively twice, 10 gives 1 plus 0 equals 1. In primeval Kabbalah, this means that the 613 commandments of the sages reduce to the 10 commandments given to Moses at Mount Sinai, and this decalogue further reduces to the one commandment given in the creation story. The point is that the singular mitzvah commandment acts as the concept, as unity in diversity in the universal, and that this takeaway holds the key to making our world whole. It's that simple. Much like the concept of forests, the universal is all the trees, but it is not a tree itself. That said, now let's retrace our step and check where the big lie unfolds. It is not that I am being irreverent to the secular and religious 
sages who, after all, have been right 99% of the time, but rather that I mean reverent to the Torah Bible, which is right 100%. Out of the numerous instances from the text, I have chosen a small sample to prove my argument. I am sure that if you take the time, you can find numerous instances to support our thesis statement of the existence of this cancelled universal commandment by the authorities in charge. Exhibit number one, the singular as a collective noun. Let's present our case laying out exhibit number one with Devarim, Deuteronomy 6.1. This is how it is presented with a singular mitzvah commandment as in the singular but as a collective noun, that is, as veiled plural, signifying nothing else than the decrees and the ordinance themselves, as if these decrees and ordinances required a previous commandment that they must be obeyed, being the case that they are orders in themselves. Firstly, I will present the literal version of Deuteronomy 6.1. I will henceforth emphasize that one universal commandment of the Take Away the Bible, as it is singled out of the 613 commandments and of the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue. Afterwards, I'll quote the mistranslation as it appears in most Bibles. Deuteronomy 6.1 And this is the commandment, the decrees, and the ordinances that command Yod-Hevah-Hei your God to teach you to perform in the land that you are crossing there to, to possess it. Now, the mistranslation of the verse. And this is the commandment, hyphen, the decrees and the ordinance, close hyphens, that your God, yod hevah has commanded me to import to you to be observed in the land that you are about to cross and occupy. That is, that the commandment is just the collective of the decrees and the ordinances, nothing more. In other words, that the commandment is just a short way of grouping the decrees and the ordinance as a single unit. Exhibit number two, the singular as a specific singular. In continuation, presenting our case, exhibit number two, with Deuteronomy 6, 24-25, the singular is translated as singular item, but nothing of it. Herein, in verse 24, vet kol ha dialogue with all the decrees, is given as representative of the decrees and the ordinances. And in verse 25, Vet Kol HaMitzvah, dialogue with all the commandment, is mentioned outright without room for doubt, passed over as if there is nothing more to add. While the translation is accurate, the interpretation is misleading, as above mentioned. This we now transcribe. Deuteronomy 6.24 then yod commanded us to observe dialogue with all these decrees, to reverend dialogue with our God, yod for our lasting good and for our survival, as is now the case. Now, Deuteronomy 6.25 It will be therefore to our merit before our God, yod to observe dialogue with all the commandment, as yod our God, has commanded us. While the translation is correct, it is nevertheless glossed over as if there is nothing worthy of comment. Here we see that there is awareness of the text, yet it seems to be understood as a glitch of sorts in the Bible. Imagine that. So, it's not that they were not aware. Rather, there is the intention of simply ignoring it. Years ago, when I started studying these words, I naively thought that it was an oversight. Collective oversight 
more so than individual. But human error, after all. Now I know better. There is a backstory to the front presented. Exhibit number three, the singular as generic plural. Let's continue presenting our case with Deuteronomy 5.28. Now the singular is translated as generic plural, as if correct. Astonishing. Go figure. The correct translation of the singular commandment as a singular commandment should be Deuteronomy 5.28. But you remain here with me, and I will give you dialogue with all the commandments and the decrees and the ordinances that he shall impart to them, for them to observe in the land that I am giving them to possess. Now, the mistranslation of the verse. But you remain here with me, and I will give you the commandments, and the decrees and the ordinances that he shall impart to them, for them to observe in the land that I am giving them to possess. That is, the singular, the commandment, is incorrectly translated as plural, generic, as the commandments. Exhibit number four, the singular as universal. Finally, in closing, to the effect of getting it right, we use from the section Parsha because a kef in Devarim Deuteronomy 11.1. Deuteronomy 11.1. Love dialogue with Yotkevafe your God and keep its trust, its decrees, its ordinances, and its commandments all these days. Its trust, in the singular, is the name given to the universal commandment. It is distinguished from the decrees, ordinances, and from the commandments themselves, and is placed in a separate category. This universality of the commandment is precisely what gives the takeaway of the Bible its holy character, that is, having it standing separate from the rest of the decrees, ordinances, and commandments. If, then... With this, I close the exhibits of my case, but not before amplifying the transcendence of the commandment in question, which we have been careful to identify as existent and not glossed over with tricks of plural and collective noun and as specific singular, but nothing of it. In other words, the argument is made up of three parts, the pronouncement, the conditional, and the result. Deuteronomy 28 mentions the commandment, Deuteronomy 29, not to misinterpret the text. And finally, Deuteronomy 30 mentions consequences of the good life as reward of an integrated world. Let's quote the following Devarim, Deuteronomy 5, 30, with the correct translation only. Verse Deuteronomy 5.28 but, but as for you, here stand with me, and I shall speak to you dialogue with all the commandment and the decrees and the ordinances that you shall teach them in the land that I am giving them to possess. Deuteronomy 5.29 You shall be careful to do as has commanded Yotrevaveh your God to you. Do not stray right or left. Deuteronomy 5.30 On the entire way that commanded Yotrevaveh your God to you shall you go so that you shall live, and it will be good for you, and you shall prolong your days in the land that you shall possess. The above three verses, Devarim Deuteronomy 5, 28-30, clearly identify the cause of the woes of our world. The lie and the big lie is what's behind a broken world. Likewise, the truth and the big truth is the way to make our world whole again. 
Paradise App Layout. In what follows, without further ado, I lay out verses Devarim Deuteronomy 4.45 and 5.28 with the Paradise App indices inserted for clarity of exposition. The model that the whole S is a triad of parts PRD unfolds as the acronym Paradise, wherein the consonants stand for secret S, forward slash, discover D, reflect R, plain P. Next, we embody the Paradise app in the following verses. Don't worry if it's not clear. As previously, as previously warned, I'm assuming the model outright and using its app without additional clarifications. Deuteronomy 4.45 These are the testimonies R, the decrees D, and ordinances P that Moses addressed to the people of Israel after they had left Egypt. Verse Deuteronomy 5.28 But you remain here with me, and I will give you dialogue with all the commandment S, and forward slash, the decrees D and R, the ordinances P, that you shall impart to them, for them to observe in the land that I am giving them to possess. The explanation is as follows, bearing in mind paradise unfolding as S, forward slash, D, R, P, from right to left, as in Hebrew. The commandment stands for the secret S. The first and stands for forward slash. The decrees stand for discover D. The second and stands for testimonies as reflect R. The ordinance, ordinances stands for plain P. There you have it. It wasn't that painful, much like the COVID shot. To get you up to speed, I highly recommend checking out the books at Amazon, all the while viewing the videos at YouTube for backup. Peroration. This could very well prove to be the greatest breakthrough of the last 2,000 years, well deserving as opening of the third millennium, that is, as the missing link between the heavens and the earth. This motion is tabled on the court of public opinion and it will not accept cancellation as an option. It calls out the lie that the world is essentially broken by default. It is not. All we have to do is follow the commandment as synthesis of all the 613 commandments further distilled from the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue. The Holy One Commandment is all we need to integrate civilization. Wrapping up, what have we just proved? Firstly, that there is the lie that the world is essentially broken and it is disproved by Deuteronomy 29.30, the truth. Secondly, there is the big lie that there is nothing in scripture alluding to anything which would indicate that we can integrate civilization on earth. On the contrary, verses Deuteronomy 6.1, 24.25, and 5.28 are manipulated to hide the existence of the commandment, precisely all that we need to achieve our garden on earth. On the side of the truth, all these verses prove the very existence of the holy paradise app of the Bible. Aftermath At first, I naively thought that it was an accidental collective oversight, but playing the devil's advocate allows getting behind the front to the backstory that there is intentional biased interpretation in the translation. They're getting away with murder. That is, there is not collective oversight but plain and outright lie for personal and group gain. How long are we to wait to turn the page on the secular 
and religious authorities and move on to a better world. Rabbinism and scholarism and ecclesiasticism are behind the ideological interpretation inherent in the translations. This should not be confused with the rabbis, priests, and secular leaders at the community level, which we all love and respect. Not irreverent to the sages who are 99% right, rather reverent to the Torah 100%. This last point makes me wonder how long this big lie goes back in time. I mention it because there are various translations of the Hebrew Bible from Biblical Hebrew. The first is the Septuagint into Greek, 3rd to the 1st century before the Common Era, next on Kelos, the Aramean, into Aramean, around the 4th century Common Era, the Vulgate, 4th century into Latin, lastly the Masoretic, 6th to the 10th centuries, and from it most into most modern languages. The Masoretic is the authoritative Hebrew text which provides vocalization and accentuation to the Biblical original. The King James Bible is based on the Masoretic translation. End of episode. Thank you.